Hello, okay. everyone, and welcome to the Gambit. I'm SoloBase15, and I am here with Zareth, and we're here to talk about Grand Arena and Territory Wars. Zareth, how are you on this fine night? I'm doing great, Solo. Thank you. I'm so excited to finally be kicking this thing off. We've been struggling with various technical difficulties for like a full month, and I'm really excited to actually yeah, me get this thing well. rolling. So why don't we start a little bit with introductions. Uh, I am the leader of 50 Dead Men Ewokin. I've been playing this game for roughly three years, even though I took a little bit of a break at the start. Uh, I've been with the guild for about two and a half years and been the leader almost that entire time. I was running territory wars for the guild until uh, I needed a little help and that brought you into fold so what's your background in the game <laughs> uh, yeah that's um, that's really where it all started honestly I mean I've, I've always liked this game I've played it for um, two and a half years roughly and um, I'd, I'd kind of just been with the same group from the start and uh, we we ended up kind of merging with one group and then that didn't work out and then we ended up merging with the Ewokin family which is where we fill in where I fell into uh, being with 50 dead men Ewokin and eventually uh, Solo and I had started to kind of collaborate and talk about territory wars and stuff and um, someone else in the guild actually suggested that um, like they kind of just threw me under the bus and said I should be off an officer. And um, I've been the territory war officer ever since. Um, at least that's how I remember it. So <laughs> um, otherwise, the in terms of just overall gaming, um, I've always just loved strategy games. Um, I used to be really into tabletop miniatures like Warhammer 40k, Warhammer Fantasy, War Machine. Um, for a lot of years, I used to travel all around the country, went to big tournaments. I had a sponsor for a while, um, you know, really into it. And then at one point I had a kid and all of my money was suddenly reallocated to uh, that expenditure. And so um, now I get to play mobile games, which is just <laughs> as cool. Ah. So... Um, you know, anything strategy for me, though. I love Territory Wars. I love Grand Arena. Um, and that's that's kind of my yeah, background. I am right there with you on the strategy and the idea of Territory Wars and now how Grand Arena has really grown. Uh, and I think that's why we're here to kind of go over the strategy. You know, we started this for our guild family, just giving advice with a page at the bottom of our server and it's kind of grown and hopefully we can keep this going on. Absolutely. You know, and uh, to the listeners, you know, the solo and myself have kind of collaborated a lot over the last, I don't know, it's been over a year now, I think since I've been the territory war officer and um, you know, we talk about all this stuff a lot and, I'm excited to actually be able to um, bring our discussions to, um, you know, 
other people and kind of be able to show them some of the stuff we've collaborated on and uh, discussed. And, you know, we don't necessarily have all the things figured out, of course, but um, we're we're open to suggestions and learning, of course. You know, we just want to play the game well. Uh, that's kind of our approach is just competitive play at a high level when we can. Exactly. So, uh, you know, it, it's hard to talk about Grand Arena this week without the giant elephant in the room. Uh, and that is the scandal of cheating. Uh, you know, there's really not much to say that hasn't already been said about it. Is there anything you want to touch on before we quickly move on to the actual fun stuff? You know, um, I think Reddit said all of the angry things I might have thought and maybe some of the, you know, less angry things. Um, and frankly, I, I don't have much to say. I acknowledge that it happened. <laughs> right. So, um I'm fine with just moving on, to be honest. Um, hopefully we get some news this week, honestly, about the clones and the reworks and all that stuff. But at this point, nothing to report. Exactly. It's you know beating a dead horse at this point. So let's move on to what happened in Territory Wars this week. Uh, you know, we're both obviously in the same guild. We're both officers watching the territory wars so from your perspective of running it what's one thing that's interesting that happened to you um you know beyond me having to fight down a turn metered fully gear 13 general grievous squad um you know which took like five different attacks because someone just decided it would be fun to attack and get destroyed before they um could exit so I got to beat that squad one bite at a time. Um, other than that, one thing that I really noticed just an, as an overarching theme is uh, the guilds that we faced and we're, we're in the, what now, we're like at 210 million GP, yeah. something like that. Um, we ended up facing, um, we ended up facing a lot of Geonosian squads, but we also... Um, we put some Geonosians on defense, and our opponents really struggled to deal with them, like, hard, you know, I, we can't give, like, too many crazy details, but um, I know that Solo's Geonosian squad, which, you only have one at gear 13, right, the Alpha? It's just Alpha, yeah. Right, and the rest are just gear 12, but I think combined between the two territory wars, um, what do they get, like 27 defenses or something crazy like that? That would be 35. It was One was 19, one was 16. <laughs> right. And, Ridiculousness. And, and the last one, they didn't even die. Like, our opponents didn't even get the full clear, which hasn't happened to us. Which, you know, at our level, is, re is pretty rare. They didn't even get the full clear. So, uh, beyond Geonosians, what other things did you notice, Solo? Well... Uh, our opponents decided to put a JTR wall down, and, you know, it's not a good defense team at all. But I can't tell you the last time we faced JTR on defense in mass quantity. So, uh, 
at your urging, since I think you were trying to keep my clones away from Night Sisters, uh, no, <laughs> I tried. I brought my clones in against a JTR team, and I'm happy to report the clones did well. They're they're honestly not modded well at all, other than Shock T. You know, I I have decent speed on her. The rest of my clones are just. I wouldn't even put them at B mods, maybe like B minus C plus mods, but they were able to take out the JTR team without too much of a a problem. So it makes me happy because I know that they're just going to get reworked in the future and they're already a decent team. So I'm excited to see where they go. Oh yeah. That's, and it's exciting that they're actually getting wins against uh, like the, B level squads, you know, they're not they're not like beating the meta by any stretch, but it, even a win against a non good defensive team like Jedi Training Ray, I mean, they actually have some use. Right, and you know, as we're in Grand Arena, when you have to use sixteen teams, uh, not every team is going to be a meta team, so it's good to have those B level teams that are going to be able to clear other B-level teams. And, you know, the dev Q&A not too long ago hinted at we're going to get new divisions. As GPs grow, you know, it's not going to be 4.5 to 6 million. At some point, we're going to get another division. I imagine that's going to be two more teams. So having this clone team (laughs) is hopefully going to help that. Oh, absolutely. Well, and, and honestly, I I will be really surprised if clones don't end up being as important or more so than Jedi Training Ray to the overall success of a of a Grand Arena match. Um, I think they're going to be rock solid once they get their reworks. And the devs have kind of hinted that maybe more is coming for them. So um, really, who knows? I'm I'm excited for it, though. Mostly because most of my guys are geared at this point, so now I'm allowed to be excited. Right. My only non-G12 clone right now is Cody, and that's because I'm betting that he's going to be the odd man out once this rework comes. And that will be a bummer, because I actually really like a lot of the things that he does. (laughs) I agree. I I do. He's just so squishy. (laughs) So squishy. Well, I, I think that I dislike a lot of the things that he does even more than I like a lot of the things that he does. So yeah. um, he's it, it's a it's going to be a fun squad, though. I mean, and, and honestly, we have to gear them anyways. I mean, just as a PSA, guys, to those who are, you, who are listening, if you're putting off uh, gearing clones just to wait to see if they're good, it's almost irrelevant because I guarantee they're going to be required in the territory battle when they come out with light side version for geonosis so there's really not a reason if if you're just waiting to see if they're going to be good or not i mean maybe don't gear cody right now and maybe hold off on sergeant but the devs have all but confirmed that rex fives and echo are all going to be reworked and they're going to be needed and shock t honestly she's going to be needed as well i hate putting all of her gear on her but you know all of the uh cairo tech stuff it is it's like it's like four gear 13 characters that i'm not gonna have just so i can have stupid shock t 
Yeah, I did her, what, it was three weeks ago now? And it was shortly after G13 came out. You know, I got my initial arena team and Grievous done. So it was like, well, I, had, I better do Shock T now before I get addicted to G13. And God, it just felt like it took so long to get her done. Yeah, I I just hit gear nine with her, and that that level needs two more pieces, and I'm so frustrated. Yeah, you I know. will say I stopped. Um, she needs uh, Cairo to get from G11 to G12, and even though I have her at three star right now, I could apply the piece if I wanted to. I just I I couldn't do the last one. It's it's sitting empty, even though in theory I could apply it, just because I just I couldn't do it. I couldn't give her another one, not yet. I know I want to cry. I think that's what I'll do too. And then once I'm starting to farm her, once she gets kind of close, then I'll stash it on her. But um, yeah, and anyways, that's that that will it'll be a good squad. And I think she's got a really fun kit. The other clones have promising kits already. I think. Honestly, the devs have come up with some really good kits lately. Uh, I've approved of basically every squad for quite a while now. I know that a lot of people are frustrated with the way we uh, unlock certain characters in squads, but in terms of gameplay and mechanics, I think they've been on point, frankly. Oh, absolutely. I think the Gene Oceans were fantastic. It was a great rework and addition of Brood Alpha. Yeah, and they're so fun. Like I've seen arguments where people say, like they argue that Geonosians should actually be the starting squad now. If you're starting the game brand new, that you should gear Geonosians instead of Phoenix. And there's, I think oh. that that's a, a little bit misleading, just because you you still need Phoenix to be able to unlock Thrawn, who's still extremely important to this game. Uh, you need them to unlock Emperor Palpatine. Right. You need them for Chimera. Um, you know, and all kinds of other events and stuff. They're an important squad at the start, but it's still kind of compelling to think, like, Geodotians do have their own fleet, um, and yeah. they have uh, multiple ways to farm them initially, and, yeah, like, there's a valid argument to be said, like, if you want to start, if you're starting, you know, maybe that's your first dark side squad or something. Oh, God, that team would be miserable in a low level arena. Oh, you're absolutely it's... right. <laughs> I cu I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I know, while trying to trying to use my gear 7 Phoenix or something against Geonosians. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh speaking of Grand Arena and um all things with that, Solo, how did you end up in our most recent Grand Arena? championships exhibition exhibition uh, i ended up frustrated that's how i ended up uh i i missed kyber by about two thousand points and i can point to you the exact mistake i made that made me miss well two mistakes i can point to you the two mistakes i made that had me miss it and i'm glad it was just the exhibition season because Ugh, frustrating on just missing out. How about you? How did you end your Grand Arena season? 
Well, it, it was looking uh, a little bit grim going into the final week. I had, um, I was just within striking distance. If I got all my wins and I got like most of my feats and, you know, I had to win and not only did I have to win, I had to full clear each of my wins, which normally full clearing isn't really that much of a problem, but you know, if, if at the final round, if you're fine tuned to, uh, you know, like having a really good match against, you know, whoever you're playing against the possibility does exist that you might not be able to full clear. And even if you win, that would have uh, really stung to not be able to get into Kyber just because of that. Um, and uh, I actually don't want to spoil too much. I ended up making a very credible run for Kyber. Um, at the end, it was very, very close. My opponent full cleared me early on and they, uh, they did it more efficiently than almost anyone has ever done against my defenses. Um, and so I, I really had to dig deep and I ended up, uh, barely, barely squeaking by. I ended up, uh, you know, it's on my YouTube channel. It, it'll be linked in the, in the video or audio description for this podcast. Um, I would really recommend checking that out. It, it was a really exciting match. I don't know if I've ever had as intense of a match as that in Grand Arena at any point. And it just happened to be the final game, you know, the final match. The It was for everything. If I didn't win, if I didn't full clear, I wouldn't make the Kyber League. Um, and my opponent was really great for that as well, I should add. Um, you know, he was right there with me. And so we're... Uh, it, it was... It was a really fun experience, and I barely made it into Kyber. So, um, anyways, I I had a lot of fun with it. I might have a little bit more of a bitter uh, point of view, honestly, if I uh, hadn't gotten in. Uh, you know, I no sour grapes. My opponent was great and everything, but um, it victory kind of uh, kind of cures all things as long as you're winning so victory victory definitely helps it feel better it does you know and then and then you can avoid thinking about how poorly you played in other instances you're like oh no no no, i won so i'm good i must i must have uh been brilliantly intending that mistake all along <laughs> yes yeah uh so that was your main account how'd your alt do in ga uh, so my alt is, uh, it, it was just under 1.6 million GP, which put him squarely in division seven. And, um, it was really not even a challenge at all for that account to get into Kyber. Um, I, I went totally undefeated the entire way, 12 and 0. Um, and it, it was a pretty, pretty interesting thing. I mean, there was a few difficult opponents here and there but um in the end i i got into kyber i still had like two and a half games or matches to go and um i also ended up at number 21 overall in the division so um great result for me it was good i i enjoy that that account i'm excited now i'm just over the gp level so now it's time for division six division six i'm coming <laughs> nice <laughs> i know division six is like we don't really care either about this game 
competitively anyways <laughs> no i i don't mean to be flippant about it i know that there are a lot of really good uh competitive players in each of the divisions i do think that um there tends to be more extreme casual players mixed in to the higher divisions and that's all my statement was is they're it's kind of sleepy honestly my my opponents in division seven didn't seem to really care about the what happened frankly <laughs> so um and how did your alt do solo well my alt is the complete opposite of your alt where my alt is a five million gp account um the interesting thing is since it's so low on zetas that I got much easier opponents than my main account, which is, you know, just under 4.8 million. And so my alt in my main account finished three places away from each other uh, in Division 1. One was 11.59, and the other finished at 11.60. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was a four-point score difference between the two accounts so at least i can say i was consistent yeah yeah you know that's there's something to be said for consistency you know and i and that's just the thing i mean division one just has it has all the people who are extremely active in the game and who have been playing forever and know how, how to counter a lot of teams you know they have big rosters and you know, there's, a, of course, a mix of skill in Division One as well, but um, it, the challenge is pretty extreme when it comes to the things you're going to have to encounter, you know. So, you know, you, you got really close yeah. to uh, Kyber. I, I'm excited for the actual uh, Grand Arena Championships to start, assuming they actually do at some point. It's funny, now that this GA is over, uh, the one kind of thing that you can see is this is an exhibition. It was meant for them to test all the bugs. And one of the bugs I found is my alt, which scored four points less, was the account that's ranked 1159. And my main account, which scored four points more, finished 1162. Now, I really don't care because of how low I finished, and it really doesn't matter. But it is something that, you know, hopefully we don't see in the next GA or in those top 50 spots. Yeah, it's no joke. I mean, I finished at 212. Probably that's all legitimate, but um, I, I wonder, I mean... If there's probably not that much of a gap between me and number 200. Who knows if I scored higher than some of those guys, you know, I could have had yeah, a higher seriously. prize or something. And like you say, it really doesn't matter. The prizes weren't enormous to begin with. And for me, you know, just making it into Kyber, that's, that's what I truly care about. Yeah. It looks like since that GA is over, we know a new one's coming. Uh, what are you doing? to prepare for this next GA? Um, well, if you guys have watched any of my videos from the last, uh, the last series of uh, matches, I really struggled against the 
Django Bounty Hunters squad. Um, I never lost to it. It's not a squad that you necessarily ever lose to if you use the right teams, but I could not find the right counter to actually beating that team with full points. Um, you know, I managed it every once in a while, but nothing really to my satisfaction. Something would always go something, do something weird. Um, none of my 60 banner wins were that credible, to be honest. And so um, I've decided to just go completely insane. And um, I'm modding my Stark up, Colonel Stark from the Trooper Squad. I'm modding him up to... Um, my target speed is 320 before the Veer's leadership. And, um, you know, so it'll be 340 afterward. So I'll be able to handle all Django squads that have less speed than um, 340. So <laughs> you, you'd have to put some truly That's insane mods on Bosk to be able to get him <laughs> faster than my Stark will be. Yeah, I, I will say I faced the 335 Bosk uh, this past GA, but a 340 Stark is going to beat that. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's actually fast enough that uh, the turn meter that you gain from his buffs isn't going to be enough to get the rest of the squad to be faster than the other bounty hunters. So I'm actually going to have to remod uh, Range Trooper as well to get him, you know, like kind of... Kind of, you know, Stark will pull him up and then Range will pull the rest of the squad up to, to that range. But, <laughs> I mean, assuming I can actually get these speeds to work and everything, um, I don't anticipate that the Bosk team or the Django teams are even going to get a single turn because troopers already do really well against a Bosk lead team if you do it right. And against Django, who's way less resilient, um, it's just going to be fish in a barrel is the theory anyway. So... That's that's what I'm working on, um, and also you know Gear Thirteen, of course. Um, my latest project has just been the CLS trio: Commander Luke and Han and Chewie. Um, Chewie's all that I have left, and then I'll move on to probably Stark is right after Chewie, honestly, and then we'll we'll move on from there. So, uh, what well, uh, you you've been doing some actually really interesting stuff with your account solo. Um, you, you made a move with Zalbar that I, frankly, wasn't anticipating. Yeah, you, you know, so I actually got three G13s this week. I got uh, B1, which everyone is either working on or should be working on. I got Chewie to finish off my CLS trio, uh, which I'm quite happy with. But then I was trying to... Th think of who to do next and i was on swgoh.gg i was looking at all the stat gains um uh, and i had just recently moved zalbar to akira team so that he can start recovering protection that way as well on every one of his counterattacks. and looking at the stat gains i think he has the second highest protection gain from g13 and the top five for health gains. And he's already a just jerk to try and kill normally. So I went with Zalbar as a G13. And I gotta, gotta be honest, I'm, I'm not regretting it in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, you're crazy. But I think it's really fun. <laughs> like, 
it's awesome. I'm really excited to see how that pans out. And I'm really excited that I don't have yeah. to pay the cost if, for it to find out. So. <laughs> yeah. Let, let some other fool do it for like, you. Yeah, I mean, that's that's how it's done. Uh, you're beginning the benefit of my experiment with Night Sisters. Um, though I know that you'll discredit it because you don't like Asajj lead over Talzin, but that's a discussion and argument well, you know, for later. Inferior. Yes, yes. Uh, I also gained the benefit of not having to gear up Phoenix thanks to you, <laughs> so I appreciate that. You one. know, uh, the jury's still out on them, but um, I'm feeling a little frustrated with them right now, if I'm being honest. Yeah. We'll see. They'll still maybe have something uh, to say. <laughs> uh, so what else? What else are you working on? Well, now that I got Zalbar done, um, my focus is on Kenobi. Two reasons. Uh, one is his ship is going to come. I know you don't get huge stat boosts from G13 on ships, but every little bit's going to help at the beginning because the second I unlock his ship five star, it's replacing this horrible, horrible fleet meta. Uh, the second reason he's important is Padme is my number one go to for countering the Night Sister teams and. What happens a lot with those Night Sister teams is Asajj cleanses the protection up from the Padme team. And thanks to his Zeta, that brings on GK taunting. And so I'm getting him G13. I've never had him die against Night Sisters, but I haven't gone against a full five member G13 Night Sister team with that team yet. So. I want to give him the survivability now before I regret not doing it. Absolutely. You know, and, and honestly, um, I think that even if you're going to be using Kenobi as, uh, you know, just to kill Night Sisters, that's great. But I think that eventually both of our goals is to expand to be able to use that team to take out the Darth Revan teams, um, you know, with Malak and. You know, having a gear 13 Kenobi is never going to be bad in that circumstance. So, no, no, I think it's not. just, you know, the, the one thing I was thinking about with this whole we need the Malik counter thing is we are not that far off from this meta ending. And I'm going to be really interested to see what happens in GA when the arena mods come off all the Darth Revan teams and you start you're well, I already see Darth Revan quite frequently on defense anyway, but pretty soon you're gonna see Darth Revans with, you know, two sixty speed because people don't have their arena mods on them any anymore. And I'm curious to see how big of a difference that makes with that Padme team sweeping through it once Darth Revan doesn't have the arena mods on because Padme's not going to have my arena mods on it for any time soon. Okay, so for our next segment, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Faction of the Week. Um, and this week is one of the maybe more obvious, uh, definitely more in the forefront squads uh, with Jedi Knight Revan or JKR. Um, and what what team is probably the best Jedi Knight Revan team in your estimation, Solo? Uh, 
Well, the the base team is, you know, Jedi Knight Revan, Grandmaster Yoda, and Jolie. Every Jedi Knight Revan team is going to have that. When you're talking about the best, it's going to have Bastila in there. And you're generally going to see this team on offense. So you're going to want Ezra or Plo in there. Um, you know, specifically, ever since Grievous has gotten his G13 ability, Jedi Knight Revan has really become the number one counter to those general Grievous teams because people are putting Darth Revan on defense so you, you have to use your own Darth Revan to counter that and that leaves your next best team as Jedi Knight Revan um, and taking on these Grievous teams you know I'm going to have a video out that's going to kind of correspond to this podcast to give the details on how to take out Grievous with your Jedi Knight Revan, but the one thing that JKR does is if you have the six E mods on Jolie, he's going to survive a General Grievous AoE. And so even if things start to go bad for you and you lose two or three members, which actually happens frequently for me, Jolie is there to revive your team and basically give you 55 points for the general grievous kill so this jedi knight revan team the reason people hated him in arena was actually because of jolie and they just would not die um but that's really going to give you a benefit when you're going up against such a powerful tune like a g13 general grievous and a lot of people are getting his health stats up you know around 110 or i've seen as high as 124 in my gas and my Jedi Knight Revan with the B mods is still able to beat them. Um, I know you use the exact same team. You just switch the leader a little bit for these Grievous matches. So how are you using this team? Sure. So um, against General Grievous specifically, I've uh, been... Uh, some of the people who've been watching my channel have suggested that um, I use Bastila lead on the team and uh you know you need the zeta honor lead which i happen to have i also have grandmaster yoda's lead which is completely irrelevant but um i'm still bitter about that so uh <laughs> anyways the the bastila team is you know the exact same composition i've stashed ayla on the team just because sometimes she calls assists and i like her stuns um but you know, and she counters. She does a lot of interesting stuff. But um, I really like the additional, like, huge amount of protection up that you get that's non-dispellable. So you just have this massive health pool to pull from. And then um, on top of that, while you have that protection up, you're also immune, for the most part, to debuffs. And General Grievous squads derive a lot of their turn meter from um, using... Uh, from hitting you when you're when you're target locked and when you're not target lockable, it's going to be really hard for General Grievous to get all that extra turn meter. So, um, you know, it's it's worked for me pretty well so far. And you know, like you said, Jolie is um, he's kind of the the man behind the curtain. You know, controlling everything. He's really the guy to look at. 
the leaderships are important, but if you have a really strong Joe Lee, then he's probably going to save the day a lot. I know that in Grand Arena, I had one match where it was like Joe Lee and an almost dead Bastila were all that was left. And then Joe Lee got a turn. Yeah, you know, he had like a quarter of his health left. And he got a turn. He resurrected the whole team. And I ended this, the fight with like 56 banners. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. You know, a happy ending. So it, I really like that variation of it. Um, you know, Jedi Knight Revan has a lot of really great other elements to it in Grand Arena, though, to be honest. Not not just taking out Grievous, which is great, but um, what, what other things do you like about Jedi Knight Revan and his use in Grand Arena specifically? Well, b- before uh, Grievous came out, Jedi Knight Revan was my go-to nest killer. No matter what team nest was on, I was using Jedi Knight Revan just because he... His uh, ability basically trivializes Nest's protection recovery because Nest recovers the protection based on the health that she has. And Jedi Knight Revan reduces your health if uh, you're attacked with a basic while you have protection up. Which is basically, you know, all Nest does is have protection up. So... uh, Revan was my go-to nest killer for quite some time. Well, sure, and if you want to make sure that you're not going to drop any banners and there's not another like meta team you need to take out, I mean that's a that's a great use for him, you know. Um, one thing I really like about Jedi Revan uh, in Grand Arena is, you know, me, me and Solo are always going to be talking about banners efficiency and making the most, you know, getting the most banners that you can because it does matter in or in terms of, you know, beating your opponent, of course. But um, I really like that they the whole team calls a ton of assists and his leadership helps you regenerate your health and protection every time you attack out of order, out of turn. And so it's real easy to have a, you know, a really hard fight with someone and come out on top and then just completely um, flip the tables. And, you know, if you're fighting like Night Sisters, for instance, you can just you kill the first three Night Sisters and then you spend the next minute or so just killing zombie over and over and over again to regenerate the health and protection. And then you kill like Spirit or whoever's left. And then you kill Zombia, you know, and you, you finish with perfect 60 banners and you kind of trivialize this amazing, you know, squad that normally would take a lot of banners, steal a lot of banners from you. Yeah. Plus it's just satisfying killing Zombie about 60 times for how annoying she was when she was in the paper zombie meta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so fun. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You and I have different definitions of fun. <laughs> well, it's it's fun to see people get frustrated. I don't know. It's it's not necessarily yeah. a great attitude to have, but um <laughs> I really like I really like that for some reason. It made me laugh. Um and, and as a total tangent, um one thing I just wanted to throw out there, um with nice sisters out there, you know, there's a few of those feats that say like you have to kill a certain number of characters with a certain type of unit. It's like you kill 24 units with 
uh, separatists. And you're like, oh, I don't want to use separatists every single grand arena, but I guess I have to because I want to get this feat. Uh, what you can do is you'll take them one time and have General Grievous just kill Night Sister Zombie like 20 times in a row and oh. just spam those kills and then finish the fight and you've got your 24 done. You can put them on defense next time. Yeah, that is an excellent workaround to that feat. It's kind of filthy. Jedi Revan is honestly one of those teams that we could talk about for a long time. It's really complex. There's a lot of great applications for it. Um, and we're not going to spend m multiple hours on that right now. Um, but if you want more information about Jedi Revan and the uses you can put him to in Grand Arena specifically, uh, check out Solo's YouTube channel. It's going to have a video about that, uh, exploring that, showing some gameplay against different squads you can face with and beat with Jedi Revan and do well. Um, and his YouTube channel will be linked at the bottom of this uh, in the podcast notes. So um, just check that out um, if you want more information on that. Um, and one thing we do want to say before we finish the segment is just um, the possibility of adding, uh, splitting Bastila off from that squad and using it kind of as a separate squad from Jedi Revan. We do want to explore that squad as well. So lots of interesting stuff coming up in terms of um, faction of the week. So what we really need is some kind of like catchy, like jingle to go with it. You know, it's like, you know, the faction of the week. I, I'm not going to sing it, but it'd be cool. To... <laughs> oh, I was really hoping you would. <laughs> I think everyone might have been hoping that, and then when I actually did it, everyone would, you know, I immediately regret my decision. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I almost did it, though, actually. So, you guys should all breathe a sigh of relief. <laughs> um, anyways, so, speaking of YouTube, um, we have a few different links at the bottom of this, of this uh, podcast uh, in the notes that uh, we'd like you to come and join us for, um, you know, come check us out. We have a Discord uh, that we've been working on. People have started to join, um, come join the fun. That'll be linked at the bottom. Um, there's the counters sheet that, um, why don't you actually talk about that a little bit, Solo? What What is that? Sure, so the counter sheet, uh... We both recorded many of our GA fights, and what we did is kind of compile all of the individual fights on a Google Sheet, and we set it up with the team we're attacking. So let's say it's a Padme team, we'll list the five members of the team, and then to the right of that is the team we use to attack it with. So rather than having a quick you know, just chart that only shows the leader of who counters who. We're going to show you the full teams. Uh, and then most importantly, just to the right of that is a link to a video of that actual fight. So you'll see how the teams actually did against each other. You know, we started working on the videos kind of explaining why we're doing what we're doing as well. So that you can understand 
how to counter the team as you are about to fight them. Uh, yeah, it's it's um, been a really awesome resource. I know that our guild has been using it a lot. Um, you know, it's gotten it got like almost four hundred upvotes on Reddit, which is um, amazing for that um, place. You know, you could easily have gotten like 400 dislikes if they were feeling different that day. But, um, you know, it, it's been well received. And honestly, if if you don't check it out, you're missing out. It's been it's been a really positive thing. Um, and uh, also in the description at the bottom, um, there will have links to both of our YouTube channels. So um you can watch more material from both of us as you will. Um, and honestly, that's that's about all that's going to be in there. I think that's that's actually quite a bit. So um, anyways, uh, we're both so excited that we got to finally bring this to you guys. Um, thank you so much for watching. And uh, this has been The Gambit. Thank you, everyone. And I uh, look forward to talking to you next week.